Parevces, and welcome to episode two of Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Otterdot Lodge Number One in Boston. And before I continue, I want to take just a moment to thank the many of you, and I do mean many, for your messages, emails, and phone calls after our premiere episode last month, which profiled the men and women of Otterdot College Number One and our Piotr Number Nine here in Boston. This time, we're going to travel a few hundred miles to the south, to New York City, the home of Mamigunian Talij number 12. We'll talk with Sparabed Tikran Sahakyan and Nakin Sparabed Arimanetyan about the many projects that Mamigunian Lodge is involved in, both here and in Armenia, and they are very impressive. As is their work in preparing for this April's Genocide Commemoration Program, in Times Square, which, among others, brings together knights and daughters of Vartan from across the Northeast and even beyond. We'll tell you what you need to know. Throughout its more than 90-year history, Mamagonian Lodge has been at the forefront of efforts aimed at helping the Armenian community of New York City to grow and prosper. And as Nakin Spadabed Ari Manikin told me, from New York City, those efforts have made and continue to make an incredible difference. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, David. The uh, Mamigunia Lodge uh, has been, I would say, one of the most active lodges in the Northeast, especially being in an area like New York City, where there's a large population of Armenians and a lot of businessmen, a lot of thriving. It's been so many projects they've been, they've been involved with. And we've been involved in so many different types of fundraisers, activities, and we do have so much to offer, not just the Times Square commemoration, which we're going to get into a little bit, but there's so many activities that we're involved with. How many members are there in the lodge? Um, right now, despite what do we have, around 55 right now? Yeah, about 55 uh, members. 55? Yeah. We recently saw um, uh, some, some young professionals joining uh, our lodge. Uh, mainly this year, we had about three, four attorneys. Uh, one of them actually became a judge. So I think Mami Gonyan is looking for a good future. That's one of the things that I found so fascinating when I joined the the Ararat Lodge here in Boston in 2017, and that is the real diversity among the members. I mean, you have people, for example, who are in their 20s and all the way up to their 90s, and I think you gentlemen will agree they are able to bring to the organization the skills that they have acquired that in many cases they use in their actual jobs for the benefit of both the Knights of Vartan and also the Armenian community. Isn't that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me about the diversity. Well, um, if, you, if you're talking about the New York Lodge, any New York, somewhat New Jersey Lodges also, you will have to see some immigration, some, some newcomers. So in our lodge, especially the recent years, the new members are mostly immigrants, mostly the newcomers. I'm talking about the last 10, 15 years uh, arrived in the United States. So this is one very important thing that every Armenian or every diaspora has. When these people come from Armenia or from Russia or from any country, they do not have that feeling and love, I don't know, Godot maybe, I don't know how you explain, as much as the Armenians that have been here for second, third generation. Right. So when they come, and I'll, I'll tell you, my, that's my example too, when they see what these Armenians do, they 
they they change and they say oh so this is how a diaspora should be because you know when you come here you're you're, you're new you only think about yourself you have to make money you have to establish you have to this, this. and then you see there are some people especially knights of Artan people that do things for armenians in armenia without any reward without any consider without any acknowledgement or any thank you so they they change that's why they join knights of Artan. some of them unfortunately leave but most of them stay and they become real knights of Artan. tell me and this is a question that i've asked of uh the boston leadership when i talk to them what is it about the organization that inspired both of you and you obviously come from different backgrounds and locations, but what is it that inspired both of you to want to serve the Knights and also to accept positions of leadership as you both have and are doing? Um, well, I'm just speaking on behalf of my, as you said, we have different backgrounds. Uh, other than that, the most important thing is that when I was growing up, my father, uh, who was uh, just came in from overseas, he did immigrate to the United States in 1977, uh, and very hardworking man, and he did join the Knights of Artan in the 1980s, early 80s, and he always was involved uh, with the Knights of Artan to a great extent. And watching him when I was growing up, I was always going to the Times Square commemorations, going to rallies to help, um, going to Russian embassy for Harabakh. I did this as a young child when I was growing up, seven years old, ten years old. So when I was growing up, I was always involved with Knights of Artan activities following my father. Mm-hmm. So that's really, I didn't think of it as something I had a choice. It's just something that in my family, also my mother was high up in the doors of Artan as well. So it's just something throughout my family. We've always felt very strong that we have to do this um, as a service to our fellow countrymen and to all Armenians in the diaspora. Thank you, Nachtin Sparafet. Mine is very simple. I'm first generation here. I came and I saw some Armenians are doing Times Square and then uh, there was Vartanans, they did that. So I started helping them out. And uh, a few events later, doc, I think it was Dr. Kubikian or Herant Gulian, I'm not sure. I don't remember. He said, um, you know, if you want to join this organization, this is a place where you do things and you don't get anything back. So I said, oh, so this is what I was looking for, and I joined the Knights of Artan. Tell me, have either of you spent any time recently in Armenia? Have you had a chance to to actually go over there and visit, perhaps even see the Knights of Artan office there? Well, I can answer that. Please I go about three, four times a year, uh, but uh, I'm really? also the uh, chairman. Yeah. I, I thought my mother oh. and father went a lot. Three or four times yeah, a year? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But um, um, I go. I also, I'm also the chairman of the uh, Armenian uh, of Knights of Artan Armenia trips the last three years, mm-hmm. and um, we have been organizing trips to Armenia every September. And this one is uh, from September 14th to September 22nd. Uh, Marriott uh, has been booked, and we have good discounts over there. And you're gonna, we're gonna receive the link soon where everybody can buy tickets. And we go through all the projects that Knights of Arkham does. And then, of course, we have the office there, so we attend the office. I want to talk about that last September trip in just a second. Nakin Spadabed, have you been to Armenia yourself? Yes, I recently went uh, about a year ago. 
last summer and uh, it was beautiful, beautiful. It was my first time and it was unbelievable. When I, whenever I got to Armenia, I felt like a different person. You know, it's really something I recommend to any Armenian who has not been or who has been to visit again, because from what I understand over the last few years, it's night and day as opposed to what it was a couple of years ago. But, I, you know, I really fell in love with the entire country. Yeah, I was there for the very first time in uh, June of 2011, and it was a life changing experience for me. Uh, and I quite honestly uh, had a lot of misconceptions that were dashed to the ground when I actually visited there in terms of uh uh, what you could see and the people and the food and all of that. It was just incredible. My only regret was at that time that I couldn't stay longer. Um, let's talk a little bit about what the Knights of Vartan Mamegonian Lodge is involved with, with some of the various projects and efforts that you have undertaken there. Spotted bit, I'll start with you, but I'd like to hear from both of you. So if we start from here, um, among all the other smaller projects, uh, you know, Vartanans Day and all the uh, you know, Times Square is one of the largest ones, actually. We also helped um, um, reanimate, I would say, Brooklyn community. It was in a very bad shape, and we took over, Mami Gonyomlach took over, and I, I became the chairman of the Brooklyn Armenian community about three years ago, and we had about 10 kids in school. Now we have over 70 kids. We established a basketball team, a chess team, we established a, 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 a music, a singing choir, and then recently we established a dance ensemble. Also, we, we sponsored the, the travel of the Brooklyn's uh, kids to Armenia last year, where we had they had a great time. I took them to uh, um, the parliament tour. We took them to all the projects that Knights of Artan does. So these are future Knights of Artan kids. Now they're 10, 20, 10, 15 years old, but in about 10 years, they're going to be coming join, joining Knights of Artan. So the Brooklyn community was reanimated by Knights of Artan. That was a big success for local, locally. In Armenia, we focus mainly in Tavos region, more, mostly border regions, I would say, uh, under our uh, Knights of uh, Mamikonian uh, sponsorship. We are building a big community center for seven villages. And um, it's a sports and cultural center. Uh, it took about three years, but we still have things to do there. It has a community pool and it has uh, uh, football fields and basketball fields, playgrounds, a um, stage. So it's basically a community center for kids to spend time and over the weekend or after school. Did it involve a major, I beg your pardon, please forgive me. Did it involve a major fundraising effort on this end? Yeah, we didn't do much of fundraising. It was more internal. So more internal. So I'll fix this. I'll do this. I'll build that part. You know, just got together and did it. Yeah, we did not have any outside outside sponsorships or donations or anything. Just us. How closely are you involved or are you in contact with, for example, um, our communications liaison in Armenia, Kohar Palian? Um, have you, do you stay in touch in terms of, uh, of the progress of your efforts over there? Is that how that works? Yeah, sure. So we keep in touch with her uh, mostly with the Armenian trip. Uh, also, we just recently um, co-sponsored with um, Washington Lodge. 
Um, so we, we co-sponsored um, a, um, uh, a com computer lab over there. So we were with, uh, with Gohar all the time, communications, how things are going. We renovated a few rooms over there so that they could put the kids into another room and then use one of the rooms of the computer lab. Talk a little bit about while we uh, before we get to uh, the Times Square event in April. You did visit Armenia last September. Knocking spot a bit. Did you go on that trip as well, or or did you not? No, no, I was not able to attend because of work, unfortunately. Tell me a spot a bit about that particular visit. I've heard a few different uh, uh, accounts from from various members. Um, tell me what it was like, and when you were there, because you're obviously very familiar with the area. Do you ever look at the other members, perhaps some who may be coming to Armenia for the first time or maybe haven't been there very often, and, and try to see it through their eyes? I mean, what, what was the experience like for you to be able to visit all these different places where the efforts of your lodge and the Knights and Daughters of Vartan is making a difference? There were many first-timers, um, but we were planning um, the trip uh, as a work slash it's not a vacation. It's not a uh, sightseeing. It's a work slash vacation slash a sightseeing trip. So our main goal is to go to the projects that we financed, whether it's in Abaran, whether it's in Tavush, whether it's in uh, Yerevan or anywhere else, see the progress, show it to our members, make sure that everything that we were hoping that is that would be done is done. And then see what there is a need, whether there is a need for more. So, for example, we go to different projects that we finance. So we went to Ambaran School. We see the project is done, and then but there's no furniture. So six months ago, the project was done. It was supposed to be operating, and it's not. Within the next ten minutes, we went through the rooms and spot outs of many lodges or aspects of many lodges undertook financing of the furniture of this room, that room. So Mami Konyan took the kitchen. So I said, Mami Konyan will buy the kitchen stuff. And then um, the San Diego said, we will buy the medical room. So in 20 minutes, 20 minutes later, the entire furniture is done. That's extraordinary. Actually, they needed one, they needed one piano. We ended up giving them two pianos. So we came back to United States and we... We made sure that every commitment has been fulfilled. And I, I received actually the photos that everything is there. So for our next trip, that's the whole idea. For our next September trip, we're going to go to the same kindergarten and make sure that everything that we bought are, is there and is being used and if there are anything else that they need. So these are the, this, these, these type, this is the, perp, the main purpose of our trips. The trips are fantastic, and I know that everybody whom I've spoken to have, who have been on those trips come away feeling very, very proud and fulfilled, and, and they can see with their own eyes that the, what they're doing, what the organization is doing, what their lodges are doing, are really making a difference over there. Yes, and for me, I'm, I'll tell you the truth, and it's not only from my, it's not only coming out of me, we just count the days for the next trip. We're speaking with Sparabed Tikran Sahakian and Nakin Sparabed Ari Minetian, both from Mamigonian Lodge Number no. 12 in New York City. They're kind enough to join us today, and I want to right now get to something that will be coming up uh, in just a matter of a few weeks.
and it is something to which the Knights and Daughters of Vartan have been a major participant for a very long time, and that is the commemoration of the Armenian Genocide, which is held in Times Square in New York City, and this year it will be held on Sunday, April the 28th. And I know that the two of you are very heavily involved in the planning of that and execution of that. Knocking spot a bit, I haven't heard from you in a little while. Let me start with you. What What is to you the importance of that day? Because I think I, I see it from a, a number of different angles. I see it from remembering the victims, but also keeping what happened in the forefront so that people never forget. Yes, of course. Uh, all those things are very important. Uh, basically, I want to take it from another person's eyes and say what it means to Mami Gonya and lodge this event, okay? Please. Um, the event started in 1984, uh, pretty much under the supervision uh, of our late, great Mami Gonya and Lodge past commander, Sam Azadian. Uh, he played a huge part in getting this idea off the ground and worked with the mayor's office and worked out all the original details to get the permits and the permission. Uh, other Mami Goyan Lodge brothers also served on that commemoration board. I just want to mention a few of them uh, that were very important to me when I was growing up. Uh, Hrant Pulian, my father Arthur Menetian, Hrach Kaprielian, Oanes Terjan, and also Misa Terjanian. Again, they were from Mami Goyan Lodge and they really helped get this thing up and rolling with Sam. Uh, basically, for 35 years, the commemoration has been taking place every year. Uh, we pretty much have had over 100,000 people see it in person, and roughly over a million people have seen it online in some way or another. So it's very important that we've gotten to that many people, got the message out, not just to Armenians, but also to everyone, that this event happened and must never happen again and must be recognized. Um, we do feel that through commemoration, we have played a large role in bringing the denial, the denial of the Armenian genocide by the Turkish government and American government uh, brought up as a serious issue in all human rights. Um, we must push for change, and this is our way in New York City of getting the word out. Uh, and we're seeing now the last, I would say, decade that we didn't see the first 25 years. Turkish scholars, Turkish students, and many other types of people are seeing tons of documentation online and proof that the Armenian genocide did occur. And these people, even though they're Turkish, they're thirsty to learn more about this and accept it that it happened, which was never the case over a decade ago. So I think that's the most important thing, is if you get the Turkish government or Turkish citizens and Turkish scholars to change their view on what actually happened and to understand that this happened and to want to learn more about what happened, then that's going to be a huge step forward in getting recognition from global recognition for the Armenian genocide, which is our main goal here. Agreed. And the people who come to this event, and there are tens of thousands who are there, they are not just there from New York City, but all over the northeastern United States. I know we're going to have a rather, a pretty large contingent coming down from New England. And uh, I know that they come from south of New York and from Pennsylvania and all of that. So you really have a good cross-section of uh, northeastern United States Armenians and perhaps even some that come from farther away than that, and also non-Armenians who attend this event. I just wanted to mention one thing real quick. Please. Um, despite the fact that this is the 104th commemoration, the amount of the uh, people that come actually has been increasing, not decreasing. So that's a sign that, again, it's not forgotten and it's not going to be forgotten. That's uh, 
uh, a small ad to add a little bit to my Nafkin startup. But as far as the uh, program, well, we have uh, huge limitations from the city authorities because it cannot look like a commercial um, uh, uh, event. It cannot, we cannot have celebrities and all that. So we had the major uh, political um, uh, figures coming to the stage. I'm talking about uh, um, senators and the congressmen, and uh, uh, Mr. Schumer is going to be there, Menendez, uh, uh, Malone. Uh, these are local, are, forgive me, are these local yeah. uh, politicians who will be there? Is that who yeah. you're describing? Okay. Yeah, basically Chuck Schumer today is the minority leader. So, yeah, essential. Uh, also, we have scholars joining, and uh, we do the opening with the uh, Armenian, American and Armenian anthems. And uh, last year we did a closing with the God Bless America. Um, so we have a few performances, but we cannot make it a, a commercial look. Understood. Okay? Uh, yeah. Will anybody from the Knights or Daughters of Vartan be speaking? Every year we have night, uh, 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 grand commanders speaking. Now, I know that a number of the lodges in the Northeast, including, for example, our own here in Boston, are arranging transportation. So if, if people do want to come, they will be able to. What can you say to help uh, anybody who's trying to figure, hmm, what's the best way to get there, no matter where they are? Any tips that you could give them? So we have buses coming uh, over from all over New Jersey, Boston area, tri-state area, New York, Brooklyn, Queens. So the transportation, for transportation information, the phone numbers are there. We have uh, spot up at the lodges and hospitals who are assigned to different areas, and their phone numbers are on the flyers and on our website. What is the time frame for the event itself? The event will be from, obviously, the date is Sunday, April 28th. Mm-hmm. It will start at 2 p.m. and will end at 4.25 to 4.30 p.m. Which will actually give people, you know, who have a four- or five-hour drive enough time to get home before it's too late. The Knights and Daughters' participation and presence in Times Square on that particular day has always been very high, hasn't it? The uh, knights and daughters uh, play a big role that day as marshals, uh, and also they do so much to help the buses. Most of the buses have their own marshals on them, bringing over transportation. So it's important that all the uh, daughters and all the brothers come in, all the aspects come into the event. And in the tri-state area, we do get a, quite a big showing from all the aspects and all the daughters. Uh, and also, like you said, Buses coming from Boston, New England area, coming from Philadelphia, coming from Washington. These are all, uh, and Philadelphia as well. These are all aspects coming also. So we do have a great showing. Of course, it's nowhere near the other amount, luckily, because we have a few thousand people attend every year. Uh, but we do have a great showing from all the aspects and all the daughters. So if anybody who is in earshot right now is uh, wondering what to do on Sunday, the 28th of April, Head down to New York City. You will not be sorry, and you certainly will uh, be very moved by uh, what you see and hear that day. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so very much for spending some time with me today and for uh, uh, being part of the Talking Vartan podcast. And, of course, we've been speaking with Mamigonian Lodge in New York City, Sparabed Tikran Sahakyan and Nakin Sparabed Ari Menetyan. Gentlemen, it has been an honor. Thank you so very kindly. Thank you for having us, thank David. You for having it's my pleasure.
My special thanks to Sparebed Dikran Sahakyan and Nakin Sparebed Arimenetyan of Mamigonian College Number 12 in New York City. Speaking of April 28th, if you are planning to attend the Genocide Commemoration Program in Times Square, I hope you'll stop by and say hi. I'll be the official videographer for the event, and I'll be on a platform which will be overlooking the speaker's platform, and so should be pretty easy to find me. So please come on over and introduce yourself. I would love to meet you. Looking ahead on our calendar of events for all Knights and Daughters, of course, there will be the genocide commemoration ceremonies throughout the country during the month of April. So check with your Spadabets, Diruiz, and local Armenian churches, and also your local and state government offices to see where and when such commemoration programs and services will be in your area. And we hope you'll bring your families and friends and join together in marking this solemn, important occasion. Then it's time to look ahead to this summer's grand convocation in Las Vegas. Yeprad Talij and Alitz Otyag in Fresno, California are the hosts this year. The dates are July 11th through the 13th. And the place is Harrah's Las Vegas, and that is right on the Strip, if you know Vegas at all, right in the heart of all the great attractions. The room rates are amazing, and you can register right now. There is a link to the hotel registration at the Knights and Daughters of Vartan website at kofv.org. I hope you'll be there for the opportunity to join Knights and Daughters from across the country as we come together to continue the work of our great organizations and set plans in motion for its future. It's also a great opportunity to meet Knights and Daughters and also to see old friends. I'll be there in Las Vegas and I hope to see you there too. Check the Knights and Daughters of Vartan website and Facebook page, as well as emails, for the very latest information on the convocation. Finally, as you heard from Sparabed Sahakian, Vera Tarts Haidenik, Back to the Homeland. Trip number four will take place this fall, from September 14th through the 22nd. It is a chance to see for yourself what a difference the efforts of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan have made in our homeland. You'll visit the locations where our supported projects are underway and meet the men, women, and children whose lives have been touched by your efforts. You'll also meet with religious and political leaders. You'll tour the Knights and Daughters of Vartan office in Yerevan, an office run by our communications liaison, Kohar Palyan. And, of course, there'll be time for fun. Count on that. Members will stay at the beautiful Marriott Armenia Hotel located in the heart of Republic Square in downtown Yerevan. An email link to the hotel has been sent to members, so hopefully you have it. And if not, ask for it. And you can book your room at the reduced rate for the Knights and Daughters of Vartan Group. But you'll want to hurry. The deadline for booking at the special rate is May 31st. As always, check out our fine resources for the Knights and Daughters news, plus photos, articles, and so much more. The Knights and Daughters of Vartan Facebook page, which is always worth a look. The official website at kofv.org. And of course, the Avaride, our digital and printed publication, all managed, by the way, by our wonderful communications liaison in Armenia, Kohar Palyan. Well, that will do it for this edition of Talking Vartan. Next time, we'll cross the country to California's San Fernando Valley and meet Dirui Marie Jam Gochin and Nakin Dirui Nancy Hamudian of Gayane Otyag Number no. 22. And we'll hear about what the Daughters of Vartan are doing there on the West Coast, and there's quite a bit going on, as well as in Armenia. It's a very interesting conversation, and I know you're going to enjoy it. I will also be in Times Square on April 28th, as I had mentioned earlier, and I'll have highlights of the Genocide Commemoration Program shortly after in our May episode. 
In June, we will preview the Grand Convocation, which will be held in Las Vegas later this summer. And of course, we'll have plenty of coverage from the Convocation itself. We'll meet some of the knights and daughters from across the country. And of course, we'll hear from the leaders. Special thanks, as always, to Mal Barsamian for our theme music, Lorke Lorke, from his album, One Take, Armenian Dance Songs. Talking Vartan, the Knights and Daughters of Vartan podcast, copyright 2019, is the exclusive property of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan and Osped David Medzorian. Any use of this program without the expressed written permission of the Knights and Daughters of Vartan is prohibited. I'm Osped David Medzorian of Aradat Lodge No. 1 in Boston. Till next time... It's a